times out of ten with how I'm uploading shit, this will not be uploaded until tomorrow morning. I'm going to try to upload what I did this morning, tonight, but either way, all I got to say for now is uh, I'm back, alright? Another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel, all right? All right. All right. So, dig it. On this episode, we're going to be laid back, man, because I'm, I'm not tired, but, you know, I'm just like, uh Hopefully, these videos will uh, boost my, my spirits, okay? Um, I had no idea that I can do that. Wow. All right. So we got a video from average. What was it? The average man podcast, um, video called why women struggle dating nine to five men. 
after being with D-Boys and Scammers. Then we got Jimmy Dore. He what? Talking about a woman named Joy Ann Reed who defends strap-on dildo stories in public school libraries. All right? That's what we got, man. That's what we're working with. We're going to try to get through both videos, although... If I'm to be honest, we got 38 minutes of shit to go through. It's a uh, 6:05. Well, actually, it's 6:01. My bad. It's 6:01, so I might be able to do this in two hours. Uh, let's find out. Let's not waste any time. Let's jump right into the chicanery. Matter of fact, hold on. You know that reminds me of something. I want to talk about the problem with black comedy. I want to talk about the problem with black comedy. The reason why I wanted to talk about this in the beginning, just to get it out of the way, was I was listening to Corey Holcomb today, um, and he was talking about Dave Chappelle and what Dave Chappelle had to say about Cat Williams. Now, I was very surprised but then after I thought about it, I wasn't so surprised because, you know, Corey Holcomb is, you know, a brutally honest type of individual, at least when it comes to other people. Now, I'll go as far as saying that I never heard him really talk critically on himself, but we mentioned it. We tried to play it. The audio was just trash. And that was the episode where D-Ray from Wildin' Out was questioning Dave Chappelle's criticism to Cat Williams. And the problem I always have with black folks is you'll always have another f motherfucker trying to tell you how to do something that they ain't doing, that they don't got a clue about. And one of these excuses were this idea where, yeah, man, Cat Williams calling out the black, the the black uh, actors and the black comedians. But what about the white comedians? Like, come on. Either y'all with the white comedians or y'all black comedians. And if y'all hate Hollywood so much, this is my thing. To y'all acting ass Negroes out there, if y'all hate Hollywood so much, why would you call your movement Black Hollywood? You know who runs Hollywood, right? I, I'm sure y'all know. Y'all know who started Hollywood. Y'all know who created Hollywood. But if y'all trying to get away from Hollywood, wouldn't y'all come up with your own name? Nigga, like, Black Hollywood? Like, all right. Just like Black Twitter, uh, Black IG, you know what I'm saying? Black Facebook. <coughs> Everything black, right? But... I was listening to Corey Holcomb earlier, and he was talking about Dave Chappelle and how, to no surprise, he's not the biggest fan of Dave Chappelle. He said the same type of criticism that I've said before, but it feels better to hear somebody who's a comedian say the same thing. Comedians, like some comedians generally are not funny people. Now... Just like everybody like myself with an opinion, everybody has different opinions. 
The person who you think is funny may be a person I don't think is funny. The person I think is funny may be a person that you don't think is funny. But if they're in a space and they're getting millions of dollars, then something that they're doing is correct, right? But I heard Corey Holcomb talk about Dave Chappelle and how his comedy really ain't that good. And he usually goes to these venues because he's Dave Chappelle and he has a name and he's able to say things and not be funny and still get paid. This is my problem with black comedy. Okay. (laughs) A nigga can never do his own thing. A nigga can never just stand out without being ridiculed and criticized. Right. So a nigga got to just go along with the program, say the same stupid ass jokes. And if 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 he ain't saying your type of jokes, then it ain't funny to you. But then Netflix specials speak for itself. So I felt that Corey Holcomb's approach about it. I mean, I'm not saying he's a hater, but he sounded he sounded like a hater. He sounded like one. Not saying that he is. Niggas sure as hell sound like one. And here's my thing. And this is my opinion on it. This always been my opinion on um, like comedy, right? To each his own, right? If it wasn't for Cat Williams, most of you Negroes wouldn't be saying a goddamn thing about this. Most of you niggas wouldn't be saying shit. But ever since Cat Williams came out, Shannon Sharp... Club Shay Shay blew up, blew up, blew up Club Shay Shay. And now all you entertainers and celebrities and comedians want to speak out about it. And y'all speaking like y'all saying something new. You got Negroes talking about this shit with niggas getting turned out in the industry for over 20 years. So over two decades, niggas been talking about this shit. But I think not for Corey Holcomb's sake, but because Corey Holcomb was 50-50, but he 51-50-50. He's he he was 51-50-50. Meaning he said, well, I'm sure a lot of shit that Cat Williams said was true, and I'm sure a lot of things Cat Williams said may have been made up. That's a fence sitter. Either you're going to have a positive opinion or a negative. With the episode that I listened to, he was talking about, A, whether Cat Williams is telling the truth or he's lying, he's still shaking up the industry. And here's my problem with that. If it's false, if everything that Cat Williams is saying is false, then no, that's not shaking up the game. That's like, that's like niggas today saying, oh, well, you know, hip hop music today is better than the music of the past. How? Well, niggas is talking, niggas is living in things that they talk about. Get out of here. Get out of here. Like, if that's the claim to fame, then fuck it. But it, it was just wishy washy. It's just one of those weird situations where. You hear at least Marlon Wayans said it straight up. Yeah, I wore the dress. Yeah, you know, I needed the money. Pretty much that's what he said. Oh, what's wrong with me wearing it? What's wrong with me wearing a dress when Robin Williams uh, wore a dress? Nigga, you not Robin Williams. That's what. That's what's wrong with it. You your own man. You are your own man. So it, either 
and this is just how I look at it, because it's all about with Corey Holcomb. It's all about who's gay, which is kind of like weird. You know, if that's your whole claim to fame on who's a cupcake and Holly weird, niggas is going to start looking at you weird. Like, like, yes, brother, niggas are gay. Women, some women are lesbians. Get over it. It'll be okay. But see, that Negro can't say that because he's in the industry. He's in the industry. And he can talk about niggas being gay all he want. But in reality, niggas never made a film about no fucking watermelon. I know that. Never. Never. Nigga, the watermelon heist? What? What? Hold the fuck up. Listen, man. <clears throat> Niggas will say, hey, you got to do what you got to do, brother. Shit. You ain't going to get another opportunity like this, brother. You might as well put on that dress. Put on that lipstick. Put on them heels. You know what I mean? Just do the rituals, brother. And some of these Negroes do it. But see, that's the Hollywood shuffle. Nigga, that's the Hollywood shuffle. Niggas out here in dresses. I saw the picture of um, Danny Glover. Not Danny. Is it Danny Glover? What's child, Childish Gambino? I saw a picture of Childish Gambino. Matter of fact, that's gonna be the that's gonna be the cover of this episode. So the, the cover of this episode, wild zesty, nigga. Fuck out of here. Oh, that's the style. That's the culture. Nigga, that's gay. Fuck out of here. Why are you gay? Fuck out of here. Nigga, that's weird. All right? And yo, it ain't about, oh, you're nasty because you're a homosexual. No, you're you're out of pocket because behind the scenes you're doing homosexual acts and you're trying to promote this idea of masculinity and being a man when it's lights, cameras, action, man. That's, what, that's the problem. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> See, that's the problem, man. It ain't like the Hollywood shuffle is just niggas wearing dresses. Oh, yeah, you want to do the watermelon heist? I mean, you can't really point out niggas cooning that much, brother. Like, I'm going to just keep it funky with you. And I ain't shit, so you can, you, hey, it is what it is. I ain't shit. Nigga ain't going to hear this anyway, but I'm just saying on behalf of, like, Corey Holcomb, niggas like Corey Holcomb... To an extent, when he talks about Dave Chappelle, I know I know what he's saying because, like, and he also said something that was weird. Like, I guess Dave Chappelle was torn with or have affiliates who happen to be a part of the LGB or whatever, and that's kind of like the way that he can get away with saying shit. Like, it just sounds like it's giving off hater vibes a little bit. And just like the rest of these comedians, the rest of these Negroes, right? They'll give some backhanded compliment. Like, yeah, man, the nigga in the movies is funny. Yeah, yeah, Dave Chappelle, that nigga's funny in movies. Stand up, that nigga ass, though, you know. <laughs> nigga bombing in stand-ups, but his movies is funny. It's like, all right, kid, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But for people to say... Oh man, the comedy game is shooken up. Like, it really ain't. And I'm gonna tell you why it really ain't. Cause the people that know the story about um Cat Williams and 
Kevin Hart and the origin story with Bernie Mac and Steve Harvey and, you know, a lot of backs were being kicked in behind the scenes and certain people have their alliances. So you can't really step too far out of the out of the region because you got other people and, you know, Steve Harvey is God to these Negroes. So they worship and praise Steve Harvey. That's why it was entertaining to me to hear somebody like Cat Williams speak out because he just like a while back was the only one to speak out against the brother. And, you know, I mean, there's no comparison with Cat Williams and Steve Harvey people. You can you can you can get you can get Steve Harvey. You can grab Steve Harvey from 85. He ain't funnier than Cat Williams. Period. Cedric, the entertainer, the same thing. But then again, with so-called black comedy, everybody believes that, hey, we should all be one. We're all black people. And no, that's not true. I don't believe that shit. If you if your comedy is catered to white people for whatever reason, if you're a black person, you hung out with enough white people, you've communicated with enough white people, you have friends with enough white people and your comedy based on who you hang out and joke around with caters to white people, then guess what? You're still a quote-unquote black comedian, but you're not in that black comedian uh, conversation. You know, and like the greats, you know, guys like Earthquake or, you know, to go even deeper, guys like Red Fox, uh, guys like Richard Pryor, <clears throat> these people were, their their craft transcended to multi, the multiple cultures, right? The thing is, with black people, we want to be so black that we want to be exclusively black. But then we get mad when white people want to be exclusively white. You know, and the death, the death of comedy itself is kind of this idea that people rich, successful, supposedly talented people are in all actuality stealing jokes, you know taking show ideas and all this other type of shit. And it's like, damn. Shit is deep. It's the comedy. The comedy is actually being exposed. Um, you know, like that aspect of, you know, keeping it real and, you know, saying what you got to say. You know, niggas is controlled now. That's why niggas like Cat Williams was never able to be center stage like he used to be. Because he's too fucking, he's too, he's too hard-headed. You know what I mean? He's too hard-headed. He speaks from the heart. He's not talking bullshit. He don't got time to play games with niggas. And that's why niggas like me look at Cat Williams and go, yeah, he, he has the right to say what he said. Because half of the things he's been saying is things that niggas been talking about for years now. The Bernie Mac, like I said, the Bernie Mac, Steve Harvey story, that ain't nothing new. Okay. Now, he mentioned something, and which is what I really had a problem with before we really jump into this video, right? What I really had a problem with was one of the uh, co-hosts on the 5150 show said that Cat Williams didn't didn't expose any white people. Um, Cat Williams sat there and told y'all that one of those niggas, Harvey Weinstein, was, was, pulled a sexual move on him in front of people. 
But y'all Negroes wasn't paying attention to that. Y'all Negroes only paying attention to the Steve Harvey shit. This is how niggas, this is how I know niggas, uh, niggas' priorities is all fucked up. Because if you heard him correctly, he said that nigga Harvey Weinstein tried to do some weird shit with him in front of people at a party. So, you know, it, it, it just goes to show you, like, motherfuckers really want to control and do everything that you do. But claim that they don't like you or claim that you got to do this and do that. If motherfuckers was really doing their own thing, niggas wouldn't be worrying about the next person, right? If you say what you say and you stand on it, you you really wouldn't be too concerned with the, what the next person is saying, especially if it has, you know, no ill will or no direct shot towards you. So, like I said, I just think Cat Williams is the biggest alley-oop for a lot of these washed up comedians that really aren't funny. Like, and, and they just need something to talk about. And it was something interesting that was said by D-Ray that made sense where Dave Chappelle dropped the album and Cat Williams did a mixtape and Cat Williams mixtape did more and gained more attention than Dave Chappelle's album. This is comparison to the interview with Club Shay Shay and Dave Chappelle's recent standup. Something could be said about that. I doubt that Dave Chappelle is really jealous but it, it is a coincidence. So, you know, black comedy, you know, niggas just got to be comedians. Just be funny. You know what I mean? Like, we know we're, we, we we can see you. We know you're black. Just be funny, my nigga. Like, you know what I mean? Learn to laugh. Learn to be funny. You get paid to be funny. So do that. Niggas don't want to deal with comedians who want to be halfway, half-ass activists. You know, comedians... Like, we don't, we don't need y'all like that. You know, make a nigga laugh. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Like, really? Niggas want to be fucking community activists now. Like, nigga, chill out. You know what I'm saying? Chill the fuck out. Doing too goddamn much. Doing too fucking much. It's like these people I work with. They're useless people. And I, I say it every chance I get. Like, these people are useless. They have no use. They, they are of no use to me. There are only people that get in my way, right? And this is why I get a chance to sit in my car for two hours, just so the people, the rest of the people that are here can get the fuck out of here so I can finish my job and go the fuck home. Very simple. But everybody wants to be in the next person's business. And then you meet niggas like me who kind of stay to myself and that may rub people the wrong way and go, oh, well, you know, this guy doesn't, you know. Yeah, I don't want to deal with y'all like that. I got no reason to. I'm not obligated to deal with y'all. I'm obligated to come here, do my job, and get the fuck out of here. You dig? But I think the same thing with comedy. I think Cat Williams is on that same shit. He's like, yo, I'm just... All right, I got cut off, so I'm not going to be um, doing too much. <laughs> I'm just not. I'm just not in the mood. Let's just go through this video, all right? The Average Man's Podcast, all right? Let's get it. Where they say it's like no, no qualified men or, or why do these ones... One thing that I'll be peeping that be common is
to be having a resume full of bad relationships. Like, like ain't held the right down yet. And so what that tells me is your ability to choose is already sketchy, to say the least. Uh-oh. So whatever whatever grading system you got over there, you keep passing failing students. So I don't even think I need to... I don't even think I need to f around over there for real, for real. Like, you ain't got one good one in your resume for real. And see that? And that's that's the brilliant thing about pointing these women out. When you hear these women go on social media and they talk about what bad things happened to them and the men that did her wrong, do these women ever sit back and go, damn, I really have a terrible selection of men? Or does she just go, these men are terrible? It's the latter. It's the latter, dog. Like, it is what it is. You mean your whole little relationship career, like all of it bad, bro? Because it, it, it got to be a situation like that to where you don't have enough good to blanket all of somebody. You feel me? Like, like bro, it's, you really have to look at what has happened. To, and it's not to say that people didn't do you wrong. But you have to look at what's happened to you if you've been corrupted to the point that you have a bias that blankets all of the people that you claim you still want to attract. Copyright. She wants 10K ring, 70 car, 70K car, 400K home, her offer pre-owned cat. <laughs> wow. What's going on, YouTube? It's your boy, Rome, back with another video. If you're new to the platform, welcome to the tribe. By the end of this video, I hope you subscribe. I want to discuss uh, this video that I came across on TikTok where this brother was talking about uh, women. And, you know, I used that clip from tonight's conversation um, as a precursor for this. And I want to know your opinion and uh, what y'all think about this, because... This kind of got the wheels turning when I came across it, man. Check this out. If you're a man and you have a nine to five job, even if you are self-employed and you have a business like being an electrician, plumber, an accountant, you sell insurance, you should never get involved with ladies that usually date D-boys and scammers. Especially, especially if these ladies are in major cities. Here's the reason why. Your money can't compete with the money of a D-boy or scammer. Scammers are not even using their own funds. They're using someone else's funds, maybe your funds. So how are you going to compete against someone that by the very definition of what they do, they have unlimited money? D-boys sell substances that destroy lives and communities. She's been around those people consistently. She's benefited from that blood money consistently. <sighs> how do you think she's going to act around you? That and and look, and this is just like one of those harsh realities, right? So it don't matter 
what you do to an extent. If you are a nine to fiver, right? If you like me putting in a shift every day, Monday through Friday, if a woman came up from the projects, dealt with guys who've made more money than me without having to really leave the house, selling a little drugs here and there. Oh, yeah. That woman ain't going to be looking at you serious at all. She'll talk down to you because the last guy she was with was doing X, Y and Z. Yeah. Think that she's going to respect your hard work. Mm hmm. And how you judiciously dole out your funds, how you have budgets, how you might need to wait on a designer purse or handbag or a trip until you get paid in two weeks. No, she'll never respect that because she herself has become a part of the criminal underworld. So she expects the finances of a criminal. If you are a legitimate man, you cannot be involved with women who consistently date men outside of the social structure who are criminals. It won't end well. It never, and I mean ever, ends well. So when I came across this clip, I was like, damn, man, you know what? This might be one of the reasons why there is so much struggle in dating, man. Because think about this, man. Think I don't find this to be much of a revelation. I don't find I'm not surprised. I don't disagree with what he's saying. It's just any person with common sense who is at least of the age of 25 could point this out. All right. Like, seriously, if a man is blue collar, if a man is blue collar, right, and by default, let's say the highest blue collar worker, and this is not even like your standard worker, this is like a coordinator or something of that nature, would pop, will probably get like 75, 80 a year, all right? That right there, even though in reality, a woman realistically, even with certain dope boys, some niggas is small fries. They're not even getting they're not even getting that much. They're not getting that much racks. They're not getting that much racks. A guy who's making. Seventy five. Eighty thousand a year would be considered not good enough for a woman who's experienced better. It makes sense to an extent. It does make sense. But this whole like revelation, like, oh man, this is this is crazy right here. Like, no, that's that's just how shit is. Like, don't deal with hood rats. That's that's kind of like the main, you know, primary goal, you know. About, like, I remember when I reacted to this months ago, it was a clip of a bunch of women saying they would rather have a scammer than a nine to fiver. Oh, yeah. And 
ironically enough, it was all the black women that said they would rather have the scammer or the D-boy versus a nine-to-fiver. And all the non-black women said they would rather have the nine-to-fiver. So when black men... And first of all, let's get the black and white shit up out of here because that don't mean nothing. Them white bitches, they're capping. They're lying. They're capping. All right, like, let's let's not do that. That are doing well for themselves, <laughs> are dating outside of their race. Maybe that might be one of the reasons why. So when I came across this, I was kind of like, damn, man, there may be a connection there. Along with the fact that I've experienced this myself of being with a woman who is typically used to men of a certain lifestyle. And when she came across my uh, little old me, regular nine to five ass. And back then I was making less money than what I am now. Uh, yeah, she didn't respect it whatsoever because whenever I had to tell her no, uh, as far nigga got a little twang in his voice. We'll let that slide, though. Nigga got a little twang, man. Pause. Giving her money, it was pause. It was all. It always turned to a fight. So, with me having my own experience with it, and then you know, kind of connecting the dots with what he said, along with my own experience, and just looking at the dating pool as a whole, I I believe this. There is some truth to what he said right there, man. So, listen, dude. There's not some truth to what he's saying. Everything he's saying is spot on. There's no, like, from your experiences, you're willing to say some of the things he's saying, but you know damn well everything he's saying is facts. That's what, for me, like I said, to an extent, like, I I dealt with bitches when I had no money. I was broke. I didn't have shit. But I still dealt with women. And... Because I wasn't making anything, you know, I knew that the women that were around me wanted to be around me for me. So I could, even to this day, being out of a relationship for nearly 10 years now, right? I know if a woman's interested in me for me or if I have a car or if I have this, if I have that. Some people don't know the difference. So they get swindled. Come to find out you lose your job, you lose your woman. I really want to know y'all opinion in the comments about that. If y'all think there's any truth to what he said, do y'all really think that women who have dated these kind of guys, they struggle trying to shift over from dating, you know, the regular solid, good nine to five dude. Let me know in the comments, man. Let's keep it moving. I know the girls are going to get triggered, but I'm going to say it. Some of y'all need to think twice before you come online and you start talking about this man that you no longer with. Y'all separated, broke up, whatever the case. Because sometimes y'all be telling on yourselves. Y'all do. I say this with love. Sometimes y'all be telling on yourselves because y'all start saying things like, oh, he didn't have no car, he didn't have no job, no driver's license. Wait a minute, what the hell? Girl, what? <laughs> Excuse me. Girl, what? Then some of y'all be brave enough, and yes, brave enough to show us what he looked like. And I'm like, this man has a receding hairline, and you thought that he was attractive? What is. 
unshaved, like unkept, no skincare routine. It don't even look like he got a ball ball. And we are supposed to support. What are we? What are we supporting? Because I feel like I'm enabling. Yeah. Some of y'all be telling on yourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Whatever the fuck this bimbo was trying to say, I just wasn't paying attention, bro. I'm gonna be honest. Like some of like a lot of you bitches sound exactly the same. Like and it's so disturbing to say that because like I don't want to be the person to say this the way that I'm going to say it. But a lot of y'all bitches really be coming at shit the same way. So like y'all really no different than one another. And that's why bitches are so busy competing with one another. And a man can just exist in his own space and do what he has to do and only compete with his previous self, right? I talked about the shadow self earlier, but the women's shadow self. I talked about the men's shadow self earlier, so I'm going to talk about the women's shadow self briefly. The woman's shadow self is her selfishness. Her shadow self is her narcissism. Her shadow self is her shallow self. Her shadow self is her shallow self. Meaning, to her, she can't do wrong, right? And you know what I say about a woman? If a woman can't do wrong, how do you expect her to do right? If a woman believes that she can't do any wrong, then how the fuck is she going to do anything right? Jesus. Jesus. Mm-mm-mm. So what do you got? You got you got a group of female crash test dummies. Like bitches is just sucking dick, dick sucking trials. She, she's on. She gives out dick sucking trials. You know, like. And then like she'll get mad that a guy don't want to deal with her because her head game's trash. How you gonna try to win a nigga over with head game and your head game is trash? Like that's idiotic. That's like a guy that knows he's not packing, like a guy who's not like, you know, packing stiff wood. If he's bullshitting and having a bitch believe that he going to tear it up, she's going to be more disappointed after you done hitting her with the one two minute stroke. All right. Despicable. You ever dated one of your male friends before? Actually, my first ever relationship. No way. That was a really a good relationship. That was the healthiest one I've been in. We were best friends. And then we started dating. And that's why I think that's something really like I would be open to in the future. If you saw him at a Not him. I didn't mean open to him. I, I meant open to the idea of dating a friend. If you saw him, I said you didn't know him, and you saw him at a bar, is yeah. he the kind of guy that you would give an opportunity to? Definitely not. <laughs> Bingo. I know what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. Well, thinking so women who are like this are their own worst enemy they contradict themselves this is modern women right so they contradict themselves so the guy she claimed was the healthiest relationship that she's been in so you're telling me the guy who you had the healthiest relationship with you wouldn't deal with him again yeah, these bitches are retarded. These bitches got problems, bro. Emotional damage. These bitches got issues, dog. Like, that's it. There's no other way to... Because, like, what she's saying is she would just rather have a dysfunctional relationship. 
than to have things just the way that she wanted it. Because remember, her first relationship was with a friend. So you know how women would, would try to tell guys, oh, let's just be friends. I like you like a big brother. You know, that's that's her pretty much crushing your dreams in a very kind matter. You should just take that and just walk away. But some guys, hey, they, they, they stick it out, right? Sometimes you stick it out and, you know, you end up being with her and you realize that, hey, I wasted an hour. Well, not an hour. I wasted a year and a half trying to be in a relationship with this woman. Now I'm in a relationship with this woman and she's out of her fucking mind. Emotional damage. God damn. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, ay, ay. But hey, her most healthy relationship that she's been in, she would not revisit it. I wonder why. I'm giving the same guys a chance and not the ones that are actually going to be good no, for me. All, all I'm doing is making the observation that you said that the healthiest relationship yep. that you've had is a yep. kind of guy that you would say no to now. Yep. Okay. It's just an observation. True. Yeah. Yep. She didn't like it. That's why she bingo. I know what you're going to say. Yeah. Emotional damage. Alright, that's all that. It, it goes to show you that women contradict themselves religiously the things and and what do i talk about like yo in the sense of what women don't know what they want even if what they claim to want is right in front of them they wouldn't know how to get it bitch you're gonna have to be a hoe you're gonna have to be a sex object just to get a man's attention bitch you ain't that important nigga show some ass or something bitch bitches acting brand new fuck it I, look, bitches act brand new as if they ain't bitches you used to deal with. Like, yeah, that's the weirdest part. Like, yo, why are you acting different for it? Bitches acting snooty. You you the same funky, greasy, nasty asshole. Right? You the same, you the same bottom of the barrel ass bitch, right? But you act like you're different. Like what bitches bitches ain't Bitches aren't with God. Bitches aren't with righteousness. Bitches ain't doing nothing spiritual whatsoever besides burning sage and and fucking tarot card reading. These wicked ass fucking harlots and strumpets. Okay, like that's all these. Come on, man. Stop. Cut it out. Cut it out, man. Shit is embarrassing, man. Get get the fuck out of here. Yeah, bitch going to struggle. She going to struggle. All right really know better it's just that sometimes they don't care or they just ignore it she gonna struggle because they let their well like i say they're a slave to their emotions so excellent thank you perfect she's a slave to her emotions yeah because really she's either gonna struggle or suffer Either way, it's like for women, like for a slut, like for like, and I'm not saying this to be like wildly offensive. There's women that call themselves sluts. You got to remember this. Women marched in what was called slut walks. So we're not, we're not going too vulgar here. I'm just letting y'all know this is a reality. So now it's a situation, right? Where 
you know, because women are women are fucking hypocrites. So women will tell you, okay, this is what I want from a man. The man who has those same exact qualities. I want y'all women to pay attention. I want the men to pay attention. The men who have the same exact qualities that that woman's looking for, she will ghost that man or she will friend zone that man. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Then she's on to the next thrill. Because in reality, I think it's all just a mask. I think it's all just a cover up for her to sound like, you know, she's sugar, spice, and everything nice. But, you know, the bitch is trifling. You know, a lot of y'all trifling, man. You know, a lot of niggas ain't shit either. I get it. But a lot of you women are trifling. Out of pocket. All that was overlooked, even though the best relationship you had was with the person that you wouldn't even give the time of day to. And this is what men try to tell women all the time, like. What what do you value more? Do you value the treatment? Because nine times out of ten, the kind of treatment that you look for is probably not going to come in a package that you want. It, it, the same goes for men, too, ladies. So we it, it ain't like men got it much easier. Let's keep it moving. Yeah, men used to get rejected all the time and be okay with it. They People would, should it do that in general. Game for them. What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Honestly, I think that, like, guys whining is such a turn-off. Ah, but earlier in the conversation, we were talking about... You know, that's a good point. As if guys, as if, like, women sitting back bitching about men all day turns on men. Like, bitch, shut your catty ass up. Fucking funky ass bitch. You can tell she got, she got stank pussy just by how she talking. So a lot of stank pussy dialect going on. What the fuck is this bitch talking about? This old fucking raggedy hoe. Get the fuck out of here, man. What the fuck is this bitch even talking about? All y'all... Misandry-driven females, right? Misandry-driven misfits. Mistresses. Concubines, alright? All you wicked, wild, disgusting bitches can sit back and talk shit about men until the fucking cows come home. All right? From sunrise to sunset. On The View, on The Talk, on all of these other, you know, bitch fit programs where, you know, bitches are PMSing, uh, PMSing, wilding for respect, saying a bunch of foul shit, knowing nothing about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, y'all get away with this shit enough, man. Like, you know, can we have some type of leeway to say what the fuck we got to say? You know what I'm saying? But you hoes sit back and y'all got a whole fucking, y'all got a whole movement on TikTok, bitch. Get the fuck out of here doing thought challenges. Doing thought challenges. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, come on, man. Come on. But who's complaining? See, that's the question I'm asking. Who's complaining in this situation? She's complaining about men complaining about women saying that that's a turn on. But she's doing the same thing about men. Come on, man. Hypocrisy in a nutshell. 
Men should be vulnerable. <laughs> so men need to be these emotionless people that just accept no. the extremely rude ways in which they can be rejected. Brian, 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 are you saying that? I said that because I did not. I said, no, don't be a That's what I said. Look, as a man, you ought to strive to be a strong individual and just let rejection roll off your back. But like, let's be honest, it sucks to be rejected. And yeah. so just dismissing men's frustrations when it comes to getting rejected, especially like there are men who will get either brutally rejected or will just face rejection after rejection after rejection. And it's a very privileged position to just say, oh, just, you know, men just go back. Privilege. What did I say? Um, for a man, it's about principle. And for a woman, it's about privilege. See, I, I got to reiterate shit. That's loud as fuck. I don't know why that's loud. I don't have this sound thing on, so I don't know why that's loud the way that it is. But it's true. Women in the West, it's not even just women in general. It's women in the West. They don't realize the privileges that they have in this country compared to other parts of the world. Where they would be silenced if they were doing and saying and acting the way that they acted. Like that's that's a reality. But they don't realize that. They're women, they're always oppressed. You know, men are always the people oppressing them. It's not the next bitch telling you to take your clothes off for money. Like they're not responsible. And and a lot of these women don't take accountability, so they don't realize what they did until they're at the end of the road. And guys at that point in their lives, they know that you reached that point and they don't want to deal with you. Accepting being rejected when women almost never face that sort of rejection when it comes to romance. Most men find most women to be at least somewhat attractive. In contrast, women on average view 80% of men as below average in attractiveness. Another study found that on the dating app Tinder, men liked more than 60% of the female profiles they viewed, while women liked only 4.5% of male profiles. I didn't realize that. Eight so it's, is it, like, I guess it is a 60 40 ordeal. So for men, well, for women towards men, it's 80%. And this is what the 80-20 rule is for those who know about the red pill and these terminologies. The 80-20 rule is a representation of a study in which women found a uh, majority over close, close, like dominant uh, majority of men to be unattractive, which was around 80 percent. And only 20 percent of the men were considered attractive. But 20 percent of the men were you know, the millionaires and things like that. So it kind of grant, it kind of, it kind of gave, it kind of gave way to this really materialistic and looks based dating market, which it's only bad if you're not the guy. See, that's, that's the crazy thing. And for, but for women, you have 60%. So you have 40, 60 versus 80, 20. Meaning 40% of the women are considered unattractive to most men. 60% of the women are considered attractive to most men. All right. So now you see why one side of the market is hypersexual. The hookup culture exists. 
the dating culture is just loosely considered the hookup culture for those who are attractive, for those who can get, you know, easy access. The guys who have to put in the effort, the guys who have to date, they're more common to be used and taken advantage of than taken seriously because a lot of the women who are in the dating market are also shacking up on the side. So she can shack up with a guy who she's really attracted to, but then just go on dates with this nice guy because he offered. You know what I mean? (laughs) You got to, you know, stay based. 80% of men is below average. That's quite off. It is because, you know, you would think like 50%, right? It's sort of like 50% above and 50% below, but to have 80% rated below is pretty grim. Because of the increased risk women carry, they tend to be choosier about their partners. In contrast, men are less discerning. Families don't need fathers and kids don't need dads. If we don't have dads (laughs) in the home, society will... Holy shit. I I I gotta clip that. Cause that sound, I thought she was like going on some feminist shit. I'm like, yo, this is scary. Um, at 11 minutes, I should be able to. I hope I can get a sound off of this. I really do. I was having some issues earlier, not just earlier in the episode, but earlier today. Um. The nine to five. All right. Yes, we want this trimmed. All right. Yeah, I got to grab that. That shit's crazy. I thought she was rolling with that. I'm like, damn, this is some anti-man type of shit. And I've heard some crazy shit. Like, I heard women say some wild, like, reckless shit to where, like, I kind of just sat there and was like, yo, they're like... Did this bitch really just say that? Like, is this bitch really like... Cut off again. That's fine. The next time this cuts off, I'll just be done with the episode. Um, like I said, I'm I'm really like running thin with this phone. My patience is running thin. It's already 7 o'clock. So, yeah. Great. Um, there was a part at the end that I wanted to grab because like... It really just shows you how... The awareness of women, like the self-awareness of women don't really exist like that. Like like when women, I want to let y'all women know something. If you saying you men should start acting like men, like don't expect like men to really fuck with you. Like you're a hoe to, to many men It when you talk like this, because you're projecting the rejection that you receive because men tend to figure you out and know that you ain't shit at the end of the day. You know, you a funky ass bitch. You know what I mean? Fuck out of here. When it comes to romance. Most men find most women to... Hold up, hold up, hold up. It's sort of like 50% above and 50% below, but to have 80% rated below is pretty... Oh, I don't need a man. I don't need a man for nothing. Yes, we do. I'm independent, and I don't want to be taken care of, and don't do that, and don't tell me what to talk to. Everybody, <laughs> genders, trying I'm to independent man. the same thing and trying to one-up each other, and women have stepped up being like... More attracted to women who give them peace. Then... Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. When it comes to romance. Most men find most women to be at least somewhat attractive. In contrast, women on average view. Hold the fuck up. Okay. Listen. We're all faulty. Enjoy fucking love you. You know what? I'm cool. Shout out to um, the average man's uh, podcast, but 
the volume is too low. Like, I can't even get proper sounds from that shit, so I'm not even going to try it. We're just going to move on. Luckily, that was, like, a 14-minute video. We went through 11 minutes. Good enough. We still got a 24-minute clip to go through. Shout out to Jimmy Dore. I'm going to play most of this because this shit is wild. You got some funky ass. I'm going to consider a liberal or some heavy progressive who defends um, strap-on dildos and uh, books about that, literature about that, and the uh, library for the kids. So, yeah, let's check that out. Joanne Reed had this woman on from the uh, Moms for Liberty, and they want to ban some... You notice the difference just like from the audio of the last video and how low it was. And I had to crank the volume all the way up to how crisp and clear this video is from this white gentleman. I mean, night and day, right? I don't got to turn this up all the way. I know the audio is going to be just fine. Watch uh, books that uh, have explicit sexual stuff in them. And uh, Joanne Reed is against that. She's for keeping the explicit sexual books uh, in the in the school library. So let's just play a little bit of this fascinating interview, and uh, we'll talk about it. Hold well, a second. Well, no, Joy, but I want to be clear. Uh -huh. No one's banning books. Write the book. Print the book. First of all, I, Joanne Reed's hair. Uh, apparently, she's she's going to leave to go to a Donald Trump lookalike contest after this. <laughs> Huh. I don't know what she's doing. I, I, hang on. I thought, I thought she was decolonized. Was Joy Reid decolonized? That's a very strange choice for somebody who's so decolonized. Yeah, she's I, doing uh, Tyler, the creator of the Igor album. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, chill. What type of book? Yo, come on, bro. Yo, these whites are out of pocket. Yo, these white folks are out of pocket, bro. Said the bitch look like Tyler, the creator, dude. I'm dead, man. Stop. Stop. So now, Very quick, watch a video. That's again. I, I'm 58, but uh, I'm glad that you're here to make those references. I don't get that. I know they're funny. If I would get them, <laughs> uh, Russ, do you know what he's talking about? Uh, that went over my head. Tyler, the creator. You know what? On Saturday, I'm going to show a clip of her with the same hair. I'll give you the picture, and then I'm going to put the picture yeah. up. That's that's all we need to do, really. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, Dave Chappelle did that first. He did it. He did what? a character where he wore a wig just like that. As well. Oh I, yeah, I, I forget. But he I remember that. Like that. You know, I just no, thought she I was. Mean, that, that is nah. He did the. Um... I think I referenced that already. Isn't that something? No, I referenced um, when Eddie Murphy used to do um, the sketch on uh, on Saturday Night Live, where he would act like the white um, the white news anchor, and people would always get a kick out of it. It was never anything offensive about it, and I always pointed out that there's so many opportunities where, when black people. You know, black people, when it comes to comedy, when it comes to white people, white people are funny to a lot of black people. Just like if white people can be honest with themselves, when they see black folks doing a lot of weird, stupid shit, it's funny to them, too. You know what I mean? So it's I don't know. I don't know. just so bizarre because her whole stock and trade is uh you know white 
people won't vote for Nikki Haley except in South Carolina. And that's why she uh, can't win the Republican primary. Why would you dye your hair blonde if this is your whole brand is, uh, uh, is talk, attacking white people and black I, I pride? She, like, why would you do that? I thought she was inspired by Kyle Kalinske. Oh, that's it. That's what but I thought. Well, it's a Bohemian Grove thing. Pratt, this is what, Jimmy, I'm trying to egg you on to explain the blonde hair from mm-hmm. Bohemian Grove. Oh, okay, the blonde, whatever. Why is it a bowl haircut? That's the really the That is also she, confusing. She looks like Dylan Roof hair is what it is. Okay. Well, no, she's oh, a big shit. fan. Oh, it's a mo. It's a mo. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yo. It's the mo. <laughs> Publish the book. Put the book in the public library. Sell the book, right? Uh, so this, so this Moms of Liberty makes the case that I don't. I'm not trying to ban the book. Go ahead, print it. Put it in a public library. Just don't put it in a school library. About a public school library, children don't have unfettered access to the internet at school. Mm-hmm. I did a, a FOIA records request. First of all, I think it's hilarious that they pretend that kids read books. <laughs> <laughs> Since when did American kids read books? Do do they churn? Books? Butter and play hoop and stick too. <laughs> Is this, are they talking about the libraries at Amish schools? What are they talking about? Anyway, okay, here we go. And I wanted to see what kinds of internet sites are banned in schools. If we're going to talk about banning, right? And the subject matter in the books that moms are concerned about are the same things that kids don't have access to on the internet. So it just feels very hypocritical, right? No, why is no one out there protesting for you know free the internet in schools? Let me let me give you an example okay, of some of the books so, that have been removed. So but she does not answer. She does not answer that at all. No, that, she, that's too logical. No, that's right. So it, it, that's exactly right. Why don't they want to free the Internet? They don't have any problem censoring the Internet from certain sexual things. And by the way, what do you want a transsexual substitute teacher to read to the students during their pole dance? <laughs> hey, yo. Dick, Dick and Jane? Actually, that might work. Okay. Hey. <laughs> So here, so um, so she makes so again, yeah. So Joy Henry, boy, that hair, I can't get past it. It's like she's on Saturday Night Live doing a character. It's like okay, so here, it's like when a cartoon character, like a mop, falls on their head. Yes, and get up. Hey yes. yo, like shag. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Hey yo. So um, so she won't answer that question. That was a great question that the Moms of Liberty actually had for Joy Ann Reed. Why don't you care about open access to the internet for these kids? Why isn't anybody right. out there doing that? Right. It just ignores it. Completely ignores it. Doesn't even answer that. Water off a duck's ass. And now here, uh, here's some of the literally bo- with that haircut. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> N word, anything words like you just used. But you'll get out of context passages from the book, and then based on that, Moms for Liberty members are going to places like Broward County School Board meetings, reading out of pass out of context passages from these books, and then demanding that the school board remove them. So what that is the way. Yeah. The question I'm asking is, what is the expertise that you have and other Moms for Liberty advocates have to decide that a book, an award-winning book like All Boys? Art Blue isn't appropriate for students to read. What, what, is, what, is, what is your expertise? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, an expertise on what? Straw man arguments? Is that what she needs to have? What the? Go ahead. Okay. Let's play a little bit more. Broward now. County again. Reading Re- again. Re- Broward County. Broward County. County. Right? And reading. Unless there's a lot of pictures in these books. <laughs> Well, there are. That's part of the problem, Jimmy. Oh, okay. Here we go. Story of a young man who's annually raped by his adult family member. So you have incest, rape, pedophilia. Joy, you said you let me answer. Whoa. What? Yo. 
I'm going to answer Please for you. Um, in what context is a strap-on dildo acceptable? <laughs> Just, I mean, that's my question to you. Tell me what the context around the strap-on dildo or the rape of a minor child by a teacher. Hold on a second. No, 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 we're talking about no, no, public school. One, one moment. Okay. So now you've asked me questions. Sure. And I'm going to answer it. Okay. Well, who is the main character? What's the name of the main character in All Boys in Blue? You're asking me right now. You just gave me very specific information about this book, so you're presenting yourself as somebody expert. It's the gentleman. Hold on. Who's the main character? The the main character is the author. Who's what's his name? George, I believe, is his first name. Because you're giving me very specific information that is. You're asking me to remember the name of an author. So that actually. This is this is the most nonsensical thing I've ever heard in my life. Unless you can tell me the name of the main character in the book, I'm not going to answer. She doesn't answer her question, by the way. She doesn't answer it. She asks, well, in what context is a strap-on dildo okay And in a book for children? And she says, well, do you know the name of the main character? And if you don't, then I guess you're not qualified to make that point, that strap-on dildos are not for pro- – I, I, I don't exactly. You don't, you don't remember other kids' books like The Cat in the Hat, Ass to Ass, and. I looked it up in uh, Wikipedia. Oh. Th- th- this is. I, I think we've all been pleasantly surprised at the position that Joy Reid has taken on Palestine. Um, but back to true to form. She is one of the biggest scumbags in the media, and and this interview is really an illustration of why. She will not answer questions because the things that this woman is saying cannot be answered. You cannot answer them. So she just keeps redirecting and misdirecting to other ground using lawyer tricks to get around directly answering her. Who gives a shit? If she knows the name of the main character, what she just described by the standards of any reasonable person does not belong in a public school. She's not taking the extreme position. She's not saying ban the book. She's not even saying it shouldn't be in public libraries, just public schools. Who do the people who run these networks think the audiences of parents who are clamoring for their grade school children to be exposed to material like that. And you know what? If you are a parent who is comfortable with that, you are free to give your child that book. Why is it the right of the state to make that decision? Well, the interview gets even worse. You're everything. Well, I, I, I go ahead. We the watch. context where uh, I can answer that question to an answer. When is it a right context to talk about strap ons uh, in required strap on class? Obviously, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in dildo class, you can't graduate on 30 credits of dildo class. What's his name? George, I believe this is his first because name. you're giving me very specific information. That is you're asking me to remember the name of an author. Is you the just name remember of the author very specific. Joy. Here's my question. Talking about Here's strap- my question. You didn't answer my no, question. No, no, no. I'm going to. I'm going to answer. Great. Your I would love to hear that. Absolutely. Well, I, you're no, interviewing not. you. You're not interviewing me. So let's. Just make sure it's a conversation. Okay. Okay, sure. So what I'm saying to you is that as you are not an expert in this book, I don't think expert in those aren't appropriate for public I mean, this on, book real. is a full context story, as you said, of the author's experience. Why is it your right or a Moms for Liberty activist's right to say that a parent who wants their child to have access to this book, which gives a personal experience of this author, that they, the, why doesn't a liberal parent, for instance, or a parent of an LGBTQ kid, why don't they have a right for their child to just have access to this book? Why is it your right to say they can't? So again, we're talking about incest, rape, and pedophilia. And well, each parent, 
Hawaii, each, Hawaii, 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 each parent has to decide what is appropriate for their child to read. So I want you to answer. I'm going to ask so you one more time. What is your right to tell a parent who wants their child, who might feel seen by this story? Why I don't they have seen. Why don't <laughs> My child feels seen in this story about incest all rape. Are you kidding? Words, all <laughs> the buzzwords. That, that, that's why I say this is neuro-linguistic program. They, they have certain phrases and certain words that automatically invoke moral authority that you're not allowed to question. That's why you get all this bizarre jargon like fill-in-the-blank bodies. Who talks like that? You can yes, stop calling them bodies. This impacts these bodies. Who talks like that? What are you talking? What you get here from Mars? What the fuck are you talking about? These bodies. <laughs> so that's it. That's the purpose. The purpose of it is to create a set of linguistic tricks that do not allow disagreement or debate. Moving through space. That's yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Walking, moving through space. Right, that's it. What, 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 did, what did you arrive here from the fourth dimension? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you talking about moving through space? Yeah. When, when the hell did my truth? All these same people that yelled at, uh, who was it, Kellyanne Conway or sort of alternate yeah, yeah. facts? These are the same people who are blathering my truth. Oprah right. Democrats. Oh, can I just say my truth? Oprah. Yo, what the fuck? Yo. What the fuck is Oprah Democrats? Yo, these niggas be coming up with some funny shit. Yo, hold the fuck up. Did this nigga say Oprah Democrats? Yo, spazzing. It is to create a set of linguistic tricks that do not allow disagreement or debate. Moving through space. That's yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Walking, moving through space. Right, that's it. What, 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 did, what did you arrive here from the fourth dimension? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Moving through space. Yeah. What, when the hell did my truth? <laughs> oh god! Yeah, these white people out of pocket, yo. These niggas is funny. All these same people that yelled at uh, who was it, Kellyanne Conway or sort of alternate yeah, yeah. facts. These are the same people who are blathering my truth. Oprah right. Democrats. Okay, <laughs> yo, 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 these white people off the chain, bro. Yo, shout out to Jimmy Dore, man. <laughs> yo, these, the white boys he got with him on here, yo, they coming spicy. This shit is crazy. They coming with the hots, all right? This shit is terrible. <laughs> he said Oprah Democrats, yo. It's like an old lady talking about soap operas, but you can't say she calls them my stories. Like you can't call it the thing that it is for some reason because you're like ashamed and, of it. And if what if what you're talking about is a child who was raped by an adult and has written a memoir about their later experiences in the gay world with strap-ons and such, um, the what? place for that person to work that out is probably with a therapist, <laughs> yeah, with counseling. It's probably not man. in the public school library. Authorities. Well, it gets even crazier. So now Joy Ann Reed says that this is – so she's making the case, I think – that it's okay to have this strap-on thing in this book for children at a child public school school library because uh, some kids might have also been raped and then they feel seen. 
because it's in this book that right. they see in their stop spying on me. That's what I would say. So watch, but so watch this. It, it gets even worse. Watch. They have the right as a parent to say my child can have access to this book. If a child feels seen by this story, that means that they have been uh, the victim of a predator. That means that they have either been raped by a family member. And that's exactly what she. So she just. Is making it again. The moms of liberty lady is making it. If they feel seen, that means that they've been a victim of a right. predator. Right. And watch what Joanne Reed says back to this. They, they they've experienced. Um, and your proof rape. of that is what you just said. What's your child proof of that? She says, and your proof of that is what? No, you just said that. Right. Does Joy right. know the main character's name? Joy, I bet you don't. <laughs> Joy, you just said that they feel seen by being feel seen. That means that that's their story. Their story is the same. That's what feel seen means. And now she's saying that she's contradicting herself here to try to win some moment in an argument. Wait, wasn't she the one that she had all that anti-gay stuff? She yeah, said, of course she and did. Said she got hacked. On she hates gay. And by the way, she has. A, she hates gay people. Oh, she and now she's it. pretending. Now she now she has to do this to make up for all that ugly stuff she wrote about gay people. That's what this right. is. She's pretending to champion gay things and all things gay. Uh, what do I say, man? And see, this is what I love about doing this shit. This is what I love about podcasting. The other people make the point that I've already made before. This is another example. This is another ritual. This is the apology tour. When a white person or a black person, if a black person says something about Jews and he's a high up black, he's a high level black, he's going to go on the apology tour. They ain't going to flush him down the toilet yet. They ain't going to flush them down the toilet yet. They're going to tell you, hey, go do a speech here. You say something about gay people, you go into the LGBTQ um, podcast and platform. You say something about Jewish person, you're going to have to apologize on behalf of yourself towards the Jews. That's what it is. Yeah. But we let the whites say it. The whites. Because she got caught the whites. Uh, saying despicable things about just despicable gay people. Oh, part of her punishment for that is she has to say this dumb shit. And While wear, wearing that wear, wig. Uh, a dunce wig. <laughs> yes. So I. <laughs> She's got a dunce wig. This is so hard. Wig punishment. Even, even for Joanne Reed, this is hard to believe. What do you want to say? Okay. So because I was like, what is this book? I want to look it up when I saw this. Yeah. So Wikipedia. Remember when you thought CRT was a made-up thing? Yes, I did. So Wikipedia, around the time when these things become controversial, okay, this is the plot. I was like, well, what's the story about? I look it what's up. What's the name of the book? The Boy Blue or whatever? Like, All Boys Aren't Blue. Okay. And okay. And it's it's based on a, uh, a response to a play called In Moonlight, Back, Black Boys Look Blue. Whoa. I mean, That's the whoa. Moonlight. Whoa. What the fuck? Whoa. Chill. Chill. That's crazy. Yeah. Based on uh, right. So this is an answer to that title. Here's plot. Ready? The book discusses consent, agency, and sexual abuse, alongside various other topics. <laughs> it also describes two sexual encounters and statutory rape. Doesn't wow. mention the main character though. There's no way to cliff notes that if you want to know. So that's on purpose. They're making that real vague because this is some kind of hot topic. Getting this book into school. 
Yeah, that's but, a lot. Kids, if you got to do a book report, stick with the old man in the seat. That's nice yeah. and simple, easy. <laughs> one <laughs> character, not much going on. Oh, easy Rickleton says she's got so, Ben Stiller's simple jack hair. That's, <laughs> that is, a, that's what that is. <laughs> I want you to answer. I'm going to so ask you one more time. Right. What is your right to tell a parent who wants their child, who might feel seen by this story? Why oh don't they gosh. have the right? Why don't they have the right as a parent to say, my child can have access to this book? If a child feels seen by this story, that means that they have been uh, the victim of a predator. That means that they have either been raped by a family member, they, they, they've experienced um, And your proof of that is what? You just said that the child feels seen by this story. You're now making assumptions. No, about no, sure. But if a child has been raped, we should do a lot you better than put a book on the library Now you're literally shelf. creating we a story to, behind yeah. a child that you don't know. <laughs> Let me show you a form. This is a form. Joy and Reed just said that, that this is for kids who have feel seen, meaning that their story is the same as the story in this book where they've been raped by a predator. And then she goes, oh, you're making that up. You have nothing to base that up. That's what Joy Ann Reed just just did that. She just made it up that there's some kid out there who shares this story. And she's just saying, well, if she does share the story, that means they've been raped by a predator. And Joy Ann Reed goes, well, you're making that up. What? That I can't even. That is so. Go ahead. Well, and and she's trying to debate on grounds that the mother, uh, that the pretty woman, she's debating on those grounds. She is saying, if you want your child to read that, you can, right? It can yes. be at the public school library. You can give your, uh, and not at the public at the uh, public library, just not at the public school library. And this is why I know I know MSNBC lives with kids. I worry for the kids. Because you talk to them and they are so fucking brainwashed and so easily programmed. (laughs) They'll defend these ideas. I I personally worry for the kids of parents like that because they are. Well, to take out the political thing, as much as I want to tie this into like, you know, liberals. um, In any situation, especially with a child. A child who comes up, who grows up being abused, wouldn't know otherwise. Meaning, their brains aren't fully developed to even realize what's taking place. So, in a way, they learn to normalize it. Right? It's a very twisted, you know, terrible inexcusable act, you know, abusing children and then getting the child to be used to that, to be used to such abuse, to expect such abuse, to tolerate such abuse, you know? And to me, the book, in my opinion, sounds like some grooming shit. It's a, it's an idea of Pretty much saying, hey, you know, this goes on in the world, you know. You know, it's just like the weird pedophiles. They got the dirty, bummy uh, New Balance sneakers on looking weird. You know what I'm saying? They're out here with the Cosby V-necks. Niggas look, niggas look sick. Niggas, look at, niggas be looking like pedophiles, bro. That's the crazy thing. Niggas be out here looking weird, doing weird shit, man. Sad. Endless. 
They're just mindless. Where is the limit? Because if anyone had told you before they hypnotized you into believing this, you know what? Um, for Christmas, I'm giving your kid uh, this book is gay. They would have punched you right in the mouth. How easily <laughs> were so many of these people who usually have these professional managerial class jobs. They're well educated. Be led into thinking that this is some kind of a cause to make sure that children have absolute access to books about anal rape. Because they don't care wow. about their how, kids. How did that happen? <laughs> They're narcissists. It's called so, Munchausen, no byproduct, all that, all that kind of shit. That's liberal friend parents. Well, that's you're getting into the transgender the thing, which, which I think that's an interesting so, take on a lot of it. Let's listen to the rest of this. Whatever I have in this clip, let's listen. That can be obtained in Broward County, Florida. Okay. I'm going to show it to the audience, and then I'm going to show it to you. This is called the opt-out. Yeah, please, I'm going to you. It's called the opt-out form. Okay. An opt-out form would allow any parent, because you said you are in favor of parental rights. I am. It would allow any parent to opt out of their child being able to take books out of the library without their parents' permission. So Joanne Reed thinks she has a slam dunk here. She presents this to the Moms of Liberty saying, here's an opt-out form. Why can't we just say, these are, if you don't want your kid to read that book that's in the public school library, then you can sign an opt-out form. And what is Moms of Liberty response to this? So that Moms for Liberty, why not advocate that every school in America have an opt-out form so that a parent who doesn't want their child to access a book like All Boys Are Blue, that they can make that choice because then each parent, including a liberal parent, a black parent, a parent who wants their child to read a book about African-American history, they, they, they want children to read books. Why not just opt out so. for yourself rather than tell other parents what they can and cannot? First of all, I think what you're talking about here is a wonderful step in the right direction. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. She agreed with you. That's a great step in the right direction. Give parents the opportunity to opt out of stuff like this. Uh, I didn't. I don't think Joyce saw that coming. Well, because this woman is reasonable. She she's not what Joy Reid wanted. She wants a foaming at the mouth Marjorie Taylor Greene style social conservative which she is clearly not most of the people i talk to who are critical of gender theory who are critical of drag brunch are, are liberals they're usually democrats they're not all right i'll say it like this they're not usually they're not liberals at a sense of today so don't try to say that um they're the classical liberal at best they are the liberals who were raised by older liberals who had sense. That's pretty much what it broke down to. And when it comes to the multiple gender um, pronouns, I go by them, they, all that shit would have been laughed at and people would have moved on directly after. Just imagine like the 60s, the, 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 no, the 40s. Multiple different genders and shit like that. Pronouns. Imagine that. In the 40s. This country would have been taken over by Nazis. If this shit, if there was any multi-pronouns, any type of fuck bullshit like this, like, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't even been that much of a task. And I already say it, Adolf Hitler, that's a bitch-ass nigga. And y'all let Adolf Hitler just go away, get away with just terrorizing people and shit. And, you know, I think movies like people look at movies like Inglorious Bastards. We we envision Adolf Hitler like getting his like real, you know, come ups. You know, what I mean, like getting his getting getting the true revenge 
on, you know, all of the innocent victims and, you know, Jewish people, whoever, gypsies, whoever, all the innocent people, right? And, you know, spraying Adolf Hitler like 10 times in the face. If y'all ever seen Inglorious Bastards, please see Inglorious Bastards. It's a good movie. But in reality, that didn't happen, you know. But at least there were men back in the day that was willing to fight, you know, that brought the fight to the Germans. It wasn't no multiple pronouns. Country was doing just fine. It wasn't the A, B, C, the X, Y, and Z community going on then. And everything seemed to be doing just fine, you know. Now, today, you got all these different groups and all different types of chaos. Fuck shit. Who just have refused to take the Kool-Aid. And let me just play this, show you this. In, In Burbank, California, which is right down the street from me, which is a blue city, meaning Democrat. This is the books they banned at that school. Harper Lee's To Kill a Mockingbird, Mark Twain's The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, John Steinbeck's Of Mice and Men, Theodore Taylor's The K, Milford D. Taylor's Newberry Metal Running Young Adult Classic, Roll of Thunder, Hear Me Cry, Hear My Cry. Hold up. And by the way, the challenges came from four parents, three of them black, for the alleged potential harm to the public school districts, roughly 400 black students. And then all but Huckleberry Finn has been required reading in the Burbank Unified School District. All of all but Huckleberry Finn have been. So all of these have been required reading except for Huckleberry Finn. And it was black parents mm-hmm. who. So this is not your moms of liberty wanting this stuff banned. These are Democrats voting Democrat. These are African-American Democrats asking their school public library to ban these books. You don't remember that from years ago? Well, they no, the big, yeah. not a big revelation. The same so-called, I don't like the term African-American, the same American blacks that voted for Biden are the same American blacks who are against the immigration situation of today. What a shocker. Um, the same black people that voted for, you know, I just gotta, I have to keep reminding the blacks, you know, of what your president said, you know, y'all voted for this man. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump. And you ain't black. It's your president. Now y'all got a different tone. So really, this ain't a surprise. You know, because even the most left-leaning black Democrat is going to say enough's enough when it comes to all this type of shit in public libraries and all these sexually perverse stories that are aimed towards children. You know, enough's going to be enough. Huckleberry Finn, we got to get Huckleberry Finn out of the school because that's the N-word, and it could be damaging to the kids. Yeah, they they never talk about it from the other side. You have uh, Irreversible Damage, which is a book examining rapid-onset gender dysphoria, where you have these uh, you know teenage girls who have never shown any sign of gender dysphoria all of a sudden watch a TikTok video and want puberty blockers. Um, there has been a big move to try to ban that book. Target actually removed it at one point under pressure. 
Uh, the staff at the publishing house for Jordan Peterson did a big protest against their own publisher with the, the obligatory weeping and gnashing of teeth at a meeting, trying to get them not to publish Jordan Peterson's last book. So uh, you just don't hear about it from that end. But it, it certainly book banning comes from that end. They just don't see it as book banning when they do it. Well, here's from the Los Angeles Times. They say the charge against those books yeah. is racism. And it has been invoked in the past. But in contrast to earlier fights across the country, this one is heavily inflected by an atmosphere of urgent reckoning as both opponents and defenders of those novels claim the mantle of anti-racism because these books show they're exposing racism. These are lessons you're supposed to learn. They're pro-racism. They're anti-racists don't like the – so To Kill a Mockingbird, one I had to read in school, which is a good book. Back when all the uh, there should be no due process for sex crime. I always heard that, you know, another banned book. I mean, it has no sexual nature. But, you know, 1984. I mean, the references and sort of the Big Brother theme. And I've always expressed that we ourselves as American citizens are the Big Brother. You know, we have phones that spy on us that we allow them to spy on us. We will put down our location on on Facebook or we'll have our Facebook connected or logged in. You'll have a conversation with a friend on your phone about new sneakers coming out. You'll go on Facebook and, hey, what do you know? The sneaker you was talking about. It's right there. It's not a coincidence. Um, one of the one of the weird things about certain technologies like AI, for example, right? We will only look at AI in terms of image, where if our phones could really track what we say, there can just be an AI that gathers our information from the sound of our voice and just translates it and to, you know, text in which, you know, given the opportunity, if the police feel that, you know, a person is a problem, if he's going to be a target, if he's a potential threat, then they'll have access to everything that that person talks about. You go on Facebook, you don't turn your location off. Sometimes back in the day, I remember this was a big deal. Um, they had the whole check-in, um, um, they had the whole check-in feature on Facebook, but with some people, if you didn't turn it off, it automatically turned on. So if you post wherever you're at, it will say that you posted three hours ago near such and such near Philadelphia, near New York, right? It, like these niggas is like, you know, social media snitching. What the, you know what I mean? This is the new big brother. I remember going, nobody read To Kill a Mockingbird where black man gets blamed and didn't do anything. Right. And it, no, we better stop reading that. All the, uh, of my, oh, the K I read. All these things that they're not putting forth that stupid, like, crit theory uh, version of every single topic. So things to be against racism, that's not anti-racism. Anti-racism is, I guess, racism, really. So, of course, you want to get rid of those. They don't want, they don't want anything fostering 
understanding between races. They want things yes, blocked I, off. The only thing that could be mixed up is gender. <laughs> Racial yeah. segregation, Thanksgiving slop of gender. And That's of, the policy. And by the way, of mice and men, what's the deal with of mice and men? Is that because there's violence against a mentally challenged guy who kills that animals? That would be my guess. Who kills animals guess. and people by accident? I don't see what right. the problem is there. Our country's being led by one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> For like the third, second or third time, I think. Well, what's funny is the libs love to kill a mockingbird because of the way that it treats poor whites. They yeah. love that. They're, that that's that that's an anti-maga story. Yeah, it makes exactly. It makes the poor whites uh, seem like the the, the deplorables, right? right. The, the, and um, that's why they did, they didn't like when she wrote the follow-up to uh, that book. And it turned out that he was actually in the Klan. Did you know that? Right. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, Whoa. that's why that book didn't get any traction. Whoa. Wait, which one was in the Klan? Not Boo Radley, the slow guy. <laughs> no, the, the... No, no, the lawyer. The lawyer. Oh. Atticus Finch. Atticus, yeah, Atticus Finch. Finch. What a yeah. weird plot what a, turn. What a weird plot yeah, twist, twist, right? Yeah. Um, well, that's why Aaron Sorkin adapted it for Broadway. The libs love that book. And now the... Yeah, those Aaron Sorkin liberals, that's the ones that they're talking about that, like, they're cool with their kids. Yo, these white dudes... <coughs> and salute to them, man. They going in. They going hard. These white niggas ain't playing, bro. They going hard, bro. I give credit where credit is due, man. These niggas is going in. They what? That nigga said... That nigga said, Oprah, Winfrey, Democrats. Foul. Foul. You know what? Oh, I got a bonus. Yeah, we got we got the uh, Corey Holcomb shit right here. We're going to play a little bit of it. Fair use, nigga. At the improv in Hollywood, here we go. Hollywood, sometimes big name acts pop through. Last week, my brother Dave Chappelle popped through. Sign number one. <laughs> and I just want to point out, it's almost like passive aggressive, right? My brother, right? Dave Chappelle. So you think, okay, this is your homeboy, all right? You're going to big him up. You're going to give him props. Keep listening. And he went on stage. And, yo, I have done my best to try and keep my opinion to myself. But there's a reason I'm bringing out my opinion right now. Because Mr. Cat Williams has ignited energy into the comedy community that I feel is absolutely necessary and those who think differently you entitled to your opinion but Cat Williams whether it be all true or not and have some faults or whatever he shook this game up and I feel like it needed to be shook up because I feel that and this goes back to just me being me, right? If a nigga's making shit up, it doesn't count, in my opinion. This is theatrical. If if the shit is made up, it's theatrical. Okay? It's 
it's set up by design, right? There could be a shock value to it. So the person would immediately say, oh, this nigga's capping. Oh, this nigga's telling the truth. When you see the videos, and it's the problem with a lot of these niggas that's high up. You know, Corey Holcomb don't want to talk about he's high up, but he's high up. All he got to do is listen to these fellow content creators out there trying to come up just like him. They may not be comedians. They're content creators. They got videos of everything that Cat Williams is saying side by side of jokes being mentioned. Right. By Cedric, the entertainer. <clears throat> then you see Cat Williams joke years before he said it. Come on, man. It's verified. I mean, my thing is, if a nigga disagrees with Cat Williams, it would be it would it would be like at least fair to point out what you disagree with. You know what I mean? We some scary motherfuckers, man. But my nuts too big to just be quiet forever about shit that I see in this comedy game that must be spoken on. God. Hmm. I, I can't be quiet no more. My nigga Dave Chappelle be bombing like a motherfucker. I'm just. <laughs> I have watched. Whenever they say, hey, everybody, guess what? Special guest, Dave Chappelle. I'll be like, oh, damn. Are you a beta male? It's going to be hard. Are you a beta male? Are you beating him out? I'm just getting Are you beating him out? I'm not Are trying you to shit out? on the brother, but he knew. See? <laughs> you see? You, 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 you see? You see? This is the shit I'm talking about, man. You see? Come on, man. But we're going to keep playing. This shit's funny. <clears throat> I'm going to keep playing this shit at least for 15, 20 more minutes. <laughs> understand you throwing your weight around too much man standing up there smoking with them irregular shirts on bombing all the time Dave Chappelle is absolutely great in movies backhanded compliment great. I didn't say backhanded compliment number two you know Saying, oh, well, he's good at, you know, other shit. You know, we ain't saying the brother's trash, but listen, man. And I got to be honest with all of the so-called black comedians. One episode of the Chappelle show is better than most of y'all niggas careers. Facts. Facts. One episode from season two of The Chappelle Show is more relevant and important than most of these comedians' careers combined. All shows combined, all their material combined doesn't even hold weight. Nigga, that's that's a that's just that's a fact, bro. Like, let's keep it a buck. All right. Now, Dave Chappelle is a stand-up comedian throughout the years. Eh, my nigga, Corey Holcomb, might have a point. Are you following me? <laughs> my nigga, Corey Holcomb, might have a point, all right? Good. I said great. 
the motherfucking Nutty Professor, them scenes where he was in the movies with Martin. When Dave Chappelle is in a movie, man, Dave Chappelle kill that shit. We was talking about it before we came on. The funny thing is, though, in The Nutty Professor, Dave Chappelle plays, well, a comedian. The Chappelle show was so good and entertaining. The Chappelle show, they were selling it in the barbershops. It's Damn. a TV show. Yeah. They were selling the TV show in the barbershops. Give Dave Chappelle his flowers. But stand up. God damn. This, this man has so much power because of what he's done in movies and TV that he can go in any comedy club. They're going to put him up because he's Dave Chappelle. And I promise you, this man is about to do a say no to comedy speech for as long as he's up there. It's just nobody has the courage to say nothing because it's Dave Chappelle. But Dave Chappelle be bombing like a motherfucker. <laughs> I like Out of every five specials, Cooney. two of them are good. Two oh of them are good. Oh, my God. But go ahead, D. No, no, no I'm sorry. I don't, don't want to hog it all, but I'm just saying. Nobody has the courage to say this. The only person who said something was Faison Love. Another coon. About him being another, another, another unfunny, shucking and jiving Negro. Okay, let's just keep it a buck. I heard Faison called the police on Cat Williams. Nigga, that's sick, dude. Allegedly. I'm I'm gonna protect myself. Allegedly. We heard Faison Love called the police on Cat Williams and shit. Had homie in the handcuffs. I'm like, yo, what's going on, bro? Cat Williams is shaking up niggas like that? <sighs> it shouldn't surprise me, but kind of does, man. Strong arming these niggas like that? <sighs> you know Cat Williams fuck with Suge Knight. Hey, uh, hopefully y'all checked out that. Y'all checked out that podcast because that's, that's one of my favorite things to listen to. I just wish they recorded longer episodes. Um, the Suge Knight, um, what was it, Dave Mays? You got the Suge Knight um, Collect Call podcast, man. That shit's that shit's fire, man. You know, what I mean, shout out, shout out, Suge Knight, man. Free Suge Knight, man. That shit, that shit is entertainment at its finest. If y'all never listened to that, look, man, I'm giving y'all a cheat code. Like, cause they did what? I think they did eight episodes already. They did eight episodes. And the last episode was with Cat Williams. Cat Williams had a conversation with um, Suge Knight. And it was just a weird conversation because Cat Williams was telling Suge about, you know, Ludacris and how, you know, there's this beef between them two. And, you know, he dropped a diss on Ludacris, you know, and I ain't gonna lie, man. I mean, shit... Shit kind of gas, man. I ain't gonna lie. Shit kind of gas. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know why Ludacris would rap, but then again, it made sense. I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Well, Ludacris is a rapper. Cat Williams is also a rapper. Cat Williams was once signed to Dipset. Let's not forget Cat Williams with, you know, the diplomatic chain, brother. Like, let's not forget about that. All right. 
Shout out to New York. Let's not forget about that. A little overrated. Now, like I said, in movies, television, Dave Chappelle is elite. Elite. But if you go watch Dave Chappelle do stand-up, it was an old man at the improv just stood up while Dave Chappelle was on stage. And he said, Dave, uh, are you going to crack some jokes? <laughs> Damn. If I'm lying, I'm dying. D-Ray that was down there. I know D-Ray, y'all don't want no parts of this. You don't want to burn bridges with the mighty Dave Chappelle. I don't want to burn bridges with the mighty Dave Chappelle. But fuck that. My nuts too big. I watch Dave Chappelle finna go up. I'll be like, well, shit, I'm, let me get the fuck out of here. Because he is not about to deliver. He's about to talk to the crowd <laughs> like the big homie. You know how the big homie be talking and don't nobody say nothing to everybody? Just be like, yup, yeah, yup, yup. You know? I'll be like, man, this nigga been bombing for about two hours up there. Damn. Smoking a square with a, with a, with a lid jaw. Damn. <laughs> Of course. I mean, yeah. go ahead. I don't want to. I'm just putting just, it out there. I man. disagree with you on him. I think he's one of the greatest comedians of all time. Shout out to Dave Chappelle. Here's the problem I have with certain Negroes, and I'm glad he's talking because he's about to start saying a lot of shit that he's saying, and I'm going to challenge everything he's saying and point out the hypocrisies. But here's 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 the idea. So... This really just comes from his disagreements with Cat Williams. Let's just be honest. Because if Cat Williams never said what he said and Dave Chappelle was just doing a regular stand-up, the Shay Shay Cat Williams interview never existed, niggas would not have any talking points. And the main difference between them niggas and me is that I was talking about the rituals and niggas doing all this shit before. Even the Diddy shit uh, jumped off, allegedly. The freak-off shit. I was talking about this shit. Come on, man. This, But this shit, listen, listen. On the issue with Dave Chappelle is what happened to most death when he started hanging out with the nigga. Hanging out with Dave Chappelle turned most deaf into a bottom. When did, <laughs> when did most deaf go from being a hip hop lyricist Yo. to a power bottom? <laughs> yeah. Yo! Yo, chill out, family. Yo, chill out, man. Why niggas doing most deaf like that? Most deaf was coming after Drake. So these guys is probably agents for Drake. You know, shout out to Drake. You know what I mean? Probably agents of Drake. Drake Drake seemed like a nigga that has a private military. You know what I mean? Stuntman shit. You know what I mean? Private military. You know what I'm saying? Like private military security, nigga. The best of the best. The best of the best. All right. Watching the interview this nigga did last week. Power bottom. He was talking about Drake's lyrics. Have you seen oh, that? Oh. Yeah. It, it, you uh, saw moist. It, and somebody sucked all the manhood through his ass. It, what happened to the old most deaf? If Chappelle don't give me answers, then I got to agree with Corey. Man. Hey, let me tell you something, man. If you see a motherfucker with a movie campaign, they don't just give motherfuckers movie campaign. Right. And most deaf had a movie campaign. Right. 
He was in a lot of movies and he did good in the movie. Yeah. True. But true. True. The butt. Swallow. <laughs> now hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up. Have you ever been swallowed? Have you ever been swallowed up? 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 Have you gone through a time of swallowing? But nigga is a homosexual. Booty bad man. Booty bad man. Trifling, man. Batima. Booty bad man. Trifling. Sick. Like he act like a nigga that do do the butterfly for Swallow. a living. Like he get money. Like niggas stole money at him for doing the butterfly. You man. stupid that nigga. nigga that, well, what happened to most of I don't man. want people to think I'm hating, but see, listen, man. I've said this before. I'm in these comedy streets. Some comedians don't even see me because I don't be in the showrooms. It wasn't while I peep in. But I'm in these comedy streets. I'm telling you, man, Dave, you throw your weight around too much, go on stage for that much time bombing, bro. I'm, that's what I feel. I feel. I like. don't know nobody else who could do it. I wish I would go on stage for an hour smoking a cigarette with a leotard on. Them niggas would be like, Corey, get your push ass off the stage. But he gets to do it because he's like, can you imagine like somebody, you'd be like, oh shit, it's Dave. Then you just be like, <laughs> so let me ask you a question. What the fuck is going on? Let me ask you a question though, because he's he look he didn't make two hundred million dollars off of stand up. Intellectually, he's it's only a couple niggas on that level. So once you get to a level where you can get up there and do what the fuck you want to do, why not? If you Dave Chappelle, why not? All right, so this this is kind of where I was trying to get at before. So to me, it's weird <clears throat> because. On one end, like, to say somebody's a good comedian doesn't mean they're a good stand-up. To be a stand-up, that's, that to me is at the highest form of what being a comic is, what being a comedian is. Stand-up, right? Um, Everything else, like, if you're acting... And you just so happen to be funny in that sense, then yeah, you could be seen as a comedian. You're in funny movies, comedian, funny, you know. But like I said, the Chappelle show is probably one of the funniest shows, in my opinion, of all time. And him as a comedian, um, or him as a stand up. Nothing really takes away too much of it, what he's doing, but it's just not as solid as a lot of the things he was doing beforehand. I don't have to murder. I'm just up here because I love comedy so much. I w- I'm just up here working out. How come he but can't you, do that? Where, where you, do Dave Chappelle work out? I at? think he can do it, but prepare for the niggas who nuts hang to say something. Right. Because nobody says nothing. This has been going on for years. So now this is my thing. Yeah, like I said, if it wasn't for Cat Williams, a lot of these niggas, including Corey Holcomb in a lot of ways, would not really be talking the way that he's necessarily talking. That's just the reality of it. We could say that. 
And we can also say that there is definitely some um, animosity between the people who have something to say about Cat Williams because they feel he's lying or he's making things up or they're just haters. Here's a guy who comes out of nowhere, does an interview with Shannon Sharp and pretty much outdid most of the comedians that were touring, that were doing specials. That's a fact. two-hour, 30-minute interview that exceeded most comedians' relevancy within how many times they've, they've stepped on stage, regardless. I don't know, man. Niggas sound, niggas sound kind of high sodium. Let's just say that. Very salty, high sodium. Nobody says Basuda. nothing. High sodium. But that's that's. I'm like, man, this man get the bomb. Yeah. But see, that's because he do good in movies and his TV show hit. Awesome. He get the bomb all around the country. He earned that, Nick. But that's what I was. That's what I was you can earn bombing. I didn't know that. But that's what I was gonna say. I feel like this. I feel like you know, Dave then gave us some good specials. He then gave us a good number of specials. At least three. You can get. You gotta give him three at least, Cole. I didn't so, say yeah. I don't know how many specials Dave Chappelle has done. Yeah. I said on average five. Yeah, two are good. So I feel like he's got to a point where. Did you see this last one? This old yeah, I seen that. Now, now tell me that's a good special. I, I didn't like that. See, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't get the finish. I, 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 I sat through it because it's Dave. I was like, yeah, yeah. damn it. So where no, man, where like, do you I, work when you're on that level? Because you only. Where do you niggas work on new shit? Look, it ain't about working on new shit. It's about motherfuckers on stages with goats up there. (laughs) Fuck that, nigga. Fuck that. I'm not finna let that ride. That's hot garbage, nigga. Well, he made fun of that. That was actually one of the best parts of that movie when he made fun of. Uh, I see. Chappelle to, strikes me as a type of dude where if he heard this, he wouldn't be mad at. It. He probably exactly. Be like, I think he would see. He would see your point. But also, I, feel like can I say I think. First of all, let's just be honest. We talking about Dave fucking Chappelle. We not talking about no average Negro. First of all, Dave Chappelle wouldn't give a fuck because what you saying ain't going to affect the money he making. Regardless of how you feel about Dave Chappelle, he still left with some money in his pocket. He still got money in his pocket. You see what I mean? So it's always going to make the person who's criticizing look a little weird, especially when half of your conversation. And this is always like the detractors. This is how the tractors do things. They give a handful of backhanded compliments, but then for the most part, they kind of just go for the attack. And it's this idea of, you know, the person is bombing or the person is not funny. If the niggas, if the nigga wasn't funny to you for the longest, why wait till now to talk about it? Besides, of course, like I said, Cat Williams situation. I don't know, man. Shit's weird. Okay. Shit's definitely weird. Um, that's all I'm gonna play it at. I still have to finish that uh fifty one fifty uh fuckery. 
But uh, shout out to the 5150, uh, 5150 show. Uh, fair use. I'm black. I'm black. Um, what else did I have here? Um, the Average Man's podcast. And also uh, Jimmy Dore, D-O-R-E. But as I always say, in the meantime, and in between time, and until next time, Jersey Judah with another episode, another edition of the Crimson Capsule Chapel. Signing out. Peace.